Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal Forging Your Own Path with me, your host, Cherokee. Sorry, that intro was a little hesitant. I wasn't sure if I was recording at first, and I scared myself, but alas, I was. So this week, we are doing something a little bit different. It's my birthday, guys. It's my birthday week. I'm really excited. And in honor of my birthday month, because I guess by the time you're in the second episode, it will not be my birthday anymore. I'm also not one of those jerks that celebrates a birthday month, but I am actually doing this podcast in two parts because I feel like it is a topic that spans two episodes worth of talking. So the topic at hand is aging and I am going to be turning 39 this week. So in honor of that, uh, this week we'll be talking about aging in general. And next week we're going to be talking about aging gracefully versus getting help with fillers and surgery and other various accoutrements when it comes to aging. So before we get into the topic of aging, it is time for my book club, Cherry's Book Club. I haven't done a book club in a minute. I also haven't done a podcast in a minute. So lucky for you, beautiful people out there, I will be doing another podcast in two weeks as promised versus every three weeks as I have been doing the last couple of months. Um, I'm trying to be better with this for you, my friends so that you have something to drive to work to and cook dinner to and rock your children to sleep to and maybe even sleep yourself to. My book club review, book club book review of the week, of the month, (laughs) is called The Paper Magician by Charlie N. Holmberg. I'm actually reading the sequel. Uh, It's a trilogy, so I'm reading the sequel right now, which is The Glass Magician, which I'm not finished with. But The Paper Magician is the first book in the series. It's really good. It's a really short book, so it's a fast read for those of you that maybe have a a short attention span or like to get through books quickly. It's hard to kind of explain the premise. It's think of like Harry Potter-esque, but it's the early 1900s. And instead of kids, it's an adult. And instead of wands, she uses paper. I guess that's the best way to describe it. It's a really cool book. If you're into fantasy, if you're into magic, it's a sort of adult version of magic. Not adult in the way that there's like sexual situations or bad language or any of that. It's just based around adults. Basically, something really terrible happens and this new magician who is a paper magician has to go and sort of like save the day. Yeah, it's just a really interesting book. I am super into fantasy. It's a, it's just a good kind of like mindless, quick read but it really sucks you in and the writer writes this universe incredibly. And also if you like turn of the century history, she writes just sort of like the fashion and the food and the transportation and like all that kind of stuff into it as well. So the paper magician, get out there and read it, get out there and read. I don't even care if you read the things I review, please just read. It's good for your brain. So let's talk aging. Let's talk about me turning 39. A lot of people are asking me if I'm freaking out about turning 39 since it's the last birthday I get in my 30s. And honestly, I thought I would be freaking out more, but I'm really not. The first and only year really that I freaked out about age was when I turned 36. And I think when I turned 36, it was because I was closer now to 40 than I was to 30. And that was just a really weird thought and weird feeling. I think also because I don't want kids and I haven't had them yet, 
I don't have that like, oh my God, my time is running out feeling that a lot of women get, I think when they haven't had children yet. So I think that helps as well. I think the only thing that kind of freaks me out about turning 39, like saying 39 doesn't freak me out, but the thought of saying 40 is really weird because I don't feel 40. I don't feel 39. I still feel like a young person for the most part. I mean, there's things in my body that don't feel great anymore. Like if I sit on the floor too long to do, to work on a puzzle or something and I try to get up, I've noticed this thing now when I get up, I make a noise, I go, Ugh, and it's like, I'm not making it on purpose. It's literally, I need it to actually move my body. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's an aging thing. It's really strange. I also notice when I go to the gym, I stay sore longer. When I drink, I stay hungover longer. So there's those little things that I'm, I definitely feel my age in those things. But sort of like personality-wise and life-wise, I don't feel like I'm getting older. I still feel like that same 16-year-old dickhead in my brain. I still giggle when people say penis and <laughs> like, I just giggle at myself saying it. So yeah, I don't, it's not that I feel like a child, but I definitely, I think, you know, when you're younger, 39, when you're in high school, 39 sounds like you're near to death. Like 39 sounds like you're going to retire soon. Your hairs are probably all gray, which mine actually are pretty much gray. But 39 just sounds ancient when you're young. And so I think it's in that way that I don't feel how I perceived 39 to be when I was younger, if that makes sense. And I definitely do feel my age in the moments when I am faced with young people and also the fact that I now call them young people. I also call anybody like under 30 a kid. Like when I see a, a boy, well, I call them boys too. When I see a young boy, I'm like, oh, that kid. And I never thought I would do that either. And just when it comes to like pop culture, like fashion and music and that kind of stuff, I get really annoyed with young people with kids. I get annoyed with their terrible music and their terrible fashion. And I only think it's terrible because I'm now that old lady that my mom once was, that my grandma once was. I'm like the old lady, like shaking the walking stick going, oh, are you kids these days and you're terrible music. I think I'm really snobby, especially like I really like rap and hip hop, but I love 90s rap and hip hop because that's what I grew up with. So now when I turn on the hip hop music stations that are play modern hip hop, I think it's terrible. It, like mumble rap is not my jam. And as like cliche old lady as it sounds, it all sounds like noise to me. It all sounds like the same song and I just don't get it, which I know there's got to be something good in it because people love it. So it's probably me just being an old lady and judging. It's the same with fashion. I hated 90s fashion in the 90s when I lived through it. And the fact that it is popular again terrifies and horrifies me down to my core. The mom jeans, the baby doll dresses with the combat boots and the just poorly fitting, weirdly darted the 90s were not a good time for fashion, my friends. I think that's now starting to move out of the 90s into the early 2000s, which also terrifies me because that means ultra low rise jeans. And I didn't want to see my butt crack when I was 20. I sure as hell do not want to see my butt crack when I'm 39. So I'm hoarding high waisted jeans. If I find a good pair I like, I buy like four pairs right now because I know that the ultra low rise jeans are just bound to come back. And I'm not trying to be a 40 year old. I'm not trying to be like the cool mom and mean girls. So let's not make that a thing. But, you know, the thing that comes with age that I do appreciate is just sort of feeling settled in myself as a human. And by that, I mean, just like I'm 
I'm more self-confident. I'm not worried about other people's judgments. I'm not jealous or insecure. You know, I was a very jealous, insecure 20 year old, which I think most of us are. And through that came me not being the nicest person, not being the easiest to be in a relationship with. I definitely had my faults. And I think as I age and get older, I just breathe easier. I give less shits about stuff as in relation to, you know, just the world, but also in relation to how I feel about myself, how I feel about my body changing, my face changing, you know, how I look in this outfit, what I'll wear out in public, you know, how people perceive me. That has all changed and that has all eased. And I appreciate age for that. Oh my gosh, that was just a random hiccup. Sorry for that. The other thing that is weird about aging is, you know, age is whatever and the way you look is whatever, but starting to feel your own mortality is very strange. And I have to say that I've had that feeling having to deal with a heart condition and actually having died in a surgery. So feeling my own mortality is not new to me, but it feels different when it comes to age. And I think it's feeling like the finish line is getting closer. It's such a strange feeling and also feeling that pressure. It's like the pressure you feel in your early 30s if you want kids to start having them. It's the pressure you start to feel when you're reaching middle age to start planning for your future. Luckily, I went to a an amazing um, financial planner when I was in my late early thirties to start, you know, my retirement funds and all that, because I am self-employed. So I have started planning that way, but just thinking of like, you know, (laughs) this is getting very morbid, very fast, but, you know, thinking about like how I, if I want to be cremated versus buried and what, what I want my funeral to look like. And when I'm in an old folks home, like what kind of home do I want to be in and who's going to come visit me? And like all of those things, not to say that it's like right there, but I think as you get older and as you near 40, you start to really think about those things a little bit more. And those things, as you're thinking about them, just start feeling more real where they feel very sort of like an idea far in the future when you're younger. But I think along with that, the positive that comes along with that is learning to embrace every second and to live in the present instead of the past or the future. And that's what I'm, I've really been thinking about lately is how much of our lives we waste either dwelling on the past or planning for the future. And I do it all the time. It's like, I always think of like, what's coming up? What do I have to look forward to? Like, you know, for my birthday, it was my birthday party or the weekend that we're doing away, like thinking about that and getting really excited for that. So every day that passes from now until then it's almost like it's wasted because I'm not living in the moment of what's happening today. So I've really been trying to be cognizant of what's happening in this exact moment in my life. Like literally right now I'm sitting on my bed. The fan is blowing above me. It feels nice and lovely. I'm making this podcast, which I love to make. I'm sitting in a very uncomfortable dress because I was in the middle of filming TikToks when I decided to (laughs) record this podcast. But this is a moment that I'm never going to get back. And that's the thing I think that is a positive of aging is really appreciating those moments. They always tell you, you know, when you're, when you're getting married, remember every second, live in every second, appreciate and think about every second because it goes so quickly. And I feel like life is the same way. So I feel like when we age or as we age, hopefully this is happening to other people. I, this is just my experience with aging is that I'm really appreciating you every second, just laying in bed with James in the morning and just feeling how soft his skin is and feeling how warm he is. And just thinking about every second of my life instead of, you know, dwelling on something that made me really sad or upset or 
planning so far ahead that you lose those moments in between. Like I was talking about before, the other weird part of aging is just feeling your body age because, you know, like I said, my brain doesn't feel any older. And because I haven't had kids, my body doesn't look a lot older because, you know, I generally take care of myself and I haven't had the strain of of having children. So, you know, my stomach skin is still pretty smooth and, and all of those things. But not only, you know, you start to sort of see those little changes in the mirror, but you feel it and it's really weird like I was saying, when I'm doing puzzles or like when I'm working in my studio and I'm hunched over, I could have hunched over for five hours, 10 years ago. Now I hunch over for like an hour. I've actually started using reading glasses when I tattoo, not because I need them, but because it helps magnify my client's face. So I don't have to hunch over as much. So I use reading glasses for my back, which is a really weird concept. I also feel it when I sleep on airplanes because, you know, sleeping sideways. I used to sleep on airplanes back to back to back or international flights. And now I'll sleep for like 20 minutes on an airplane and my back is just screaming at me. I'm also tired every night around 10 p.m., which is also a strange thing. And I can't work long hours like I used to. And I think that is kind of the scary reality also of being self-employed is like, you know, I used to tour and I used to go from city to city to city with minimal sleep in between, sleeping on airplanes, lots of flying, working 10, 12 hour days. And like, yeah, at the end of a tour, I was pretty tired, but like I did it and I was fine. And now I'll work in my studio for like six hours and I'm like exhausted. So that is definitely the the scary reality of being self-employed of like trying to figure out what's next that's going to keep me able to work. <laughs> But, you know, I think another positive is the wisdom that comes with age. Kind of like I was saying before in just feeling more settled in my life, along with that comes with life just being less stressful. And I'm definitely more inclined to go with the flow. I'm a very type A person. I'm a workaholic. I'm a control freak. I'm tense generally. And I think as I age, because I care less about all those little things, I think I've also figured out how to prioritize what is important and what I should be stressing about and what who gives a shit about. And I think with that comes just so much less stress. I breathe more freely. I just, I don't pick friends that are stressful. I don't have a relationship that is stressful. I don't stress about small things. Like if, I don't know, if I'm late for something, I hate being late and I used to stress the hell out and now I do my best. I over plan. And if I'm late, I'm late and it is what it is. And I apologize and I move on instead of like, I used to like sit in my car and I'd have like a full sweat mustache, like on the verge of a full anxiety attack. And it's just those little things. Life just isn't as dramatic anymore. (sighs) Just talking about that made me feel stress. (laughs) But I think, you know, with not stressing the small things and life being less dramatic also comes with being able to let go of toxic friends and family, which I know I've talked about this before and I have talked about doing a podcast in the future, which I will be doing. But I think as you get older and as you stress less about things, you it's easier to sort of let go of toxic friends and family just because you realize what brings value to your life, what doesn't bring value to your life and what stresses you the hell out. As I've aged, I've learned like the hold them at arm's length rule with, you know, yeah, maybe it's like a friend I I want to keep in my life, but I don't want to be crazy close to because they just add stress. I live in a bubble. James and I call our house our bubble and our bubble is quiet and our bubble is peaceful and our bubble is stress-free. And so anything that's going to pop that bubble, I'm not inviting into my life. And I think I've also realized that a small circle is all that I need and all that I have energy for. 
you know, when I was younger, I was very, I was very much that girl that was like, oh, my friends are guys. I don't get along with girls. Girls are lame. I don't know. I don't know if it came with like being in the punk scene. I don't know if all girls go through this. So I had a, a smaller circle of friends and most of them were men. So then in my early twenties, men, most of them were boys. So then in my early twenties, I kind of felt like, you know, I really want girlfriends. I want close girlfriends. I had a best friend, Caitlin, who's been on my podcast. And I realized that I needed more of that. And she lives really far away. And I, you know, was living in Southern California and I didn't know anybody. So I built a a big giant circle of friends and all my years touring, I have thousands and thousands of acquaintances and people I know and people I like and people I enjoy. And I considered those people all my friends for a long time. And then I think as I got into my thirties, I realized that yes, I can keep all those people in my life and all those people, you know, generally make me happy, but all of those people aren't necessarily my friends. And I don't necessarily need all of those people in my inner circle and they don't need to know all of my business. And I think along with that has come stepping back from Facebook a little bit because I was definitely that person that you would use Facebook to vent about everything and talk about everything. I never got super personal, but I just probably shared more than I should have been with people that weren't necessarily my inner circle. And along with that came more stress and more drama. But I think also putting less effort towards things that don't matter, like social media and like toxic friendships and being fancy, looking fancy all the time and like all of those things, it gives me more energy to focus on the things that really make me happy and that really relax and calm me, which is also really important for my mental health. And also along with that is caring less about what people think. And I think as I've gotten older, you know, when I was when I was in my punk days, it's like, yeah, I was punk fucking rock and I looked different and whatever. And I didn't want to fit in with society, but I was still trying to fit in with the punks. Like I was still trying to impress someone. It just wasn't like mainstream society. So even though I looked like a total weirdo in my little clique, I was super cool. And then in my you know early twenties, it was the rockabilly scene and, and I had to wear vintage every day. And it was just always really about caring what other people thought. So now it's like, I don't wear makeup every day. It's better for my skin also. I go to the grocery store in my pajamas sometimes. I remember in my vintage days seeing people in the grocery store in their pajamas and being like, oh my God, I would never like have some dignity. <laughs> I don't even know why I thought it was such a faux pas to go to the grocery store in your pajamas. But I did and I was a jerk. And now who gives a shit? I go to my, the grocery store in my pajamas. I think COVID has definitely made me do it more just because like you're already wearing a mask. And usually if I have to go to the grocery store, I'm at home and I just need to leave for five minutes. But I even like, you know, cruise around town in my gym clothes. But I just think letting go of the snobby mentality has also come with age where it doesn't it doesn't matter who cares what other people are doing. Who cares even what you are doing as long as you're happy doing it. All right. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to get into your stories and I'm going to answer a bunch of your questions as related to me turning 39 and aging. Okay, so let's get into some of your stories. I posted asking on Facebook about aging and usually I'll ask, I'll post like two separate things asking questions, but I got so many just from that first post that I'm carrying them over into my podcast next, uh, in two weeks from now, 
But anyways, the first story is from Amelia Jane. Amelia says, I'd like to mention that my best friend passed away from terminal brain cancer at 30. Age is a privilege denied to many. She would have given anything to make her 31st birthday, let alone her 40th. She was the kindest person I'd ever met. And if anyone deserved to live a long, happy life, it was her. She never complained, least of all about her looks, and would have spent her life positively impacting people if she was still here. The last thing she said to us is be kind, which really did make a good point that it's who you are, not what you look like. Make the most of the time you have. And if you've still got time, be grateful. So I think that is a huge point. And, you know, especially for those of us that have lost people that we love, age is a gift. The ability to age is an absolute gift. And there's a lot of people that will never get to age. I lost a close friend of mine when he was 21. And I always think like, what would he look like with wrinkles? What would he, you know, would he have kids? Would he just all the things that he never got, the future that he never got. And so I think that's one thing to really think about when, you know, we complain about aging is like, yeah, you might have achy hips. There's people that never got to have achy hips or you might have wrinkles, but think about the people that never got to have the wrinkles. So I think that Amelia brings up a really good point in that, you know, just be grateful, be grateful for the time you have. And yeah, aging hurts. It hurts for all of us. Stop complaining. (laughs) Molly McCloskey says, I turned 48 in the beginning of this month. Mentally, the 40s have been my favorite decade thus far. Physically is something else. Lots of joint pain, hair thinning, weight gain, and insomnia. That being said, I realize it's a privilege to get older and I don't take it for granted. Oh, also, tretinoin is your best friend. So that kind of goes along with the, you know, be grateful for the time you have. And it sounds like Molly is on the same page when it comes to that. But yeah, the, I think just kind of the shitty part of aging is just the pains that come along with aging, but it is a privilege. Absolutely. And for those of you that don't know what tretinoin is, it's a form of vitamin A. It's like a a retin-A is is tretinoin. So basically it's an anti-aging product for your skin. It also helps with acne as well and hyperpigmentation. Kira Haskell says, I turned 30 for the first time last year. I don't plan on being older than 30 for the rest of my life. So my dad actually used to do this. I think it was when he turned 50, he was, he decided he'd be 49. And then every birthday from 50 on, he'd go backwards a year. So I don't even know how old he is now. 63, I think. So I think that makes him like somewhere in his early forties now or early thirties now, (laughs) which is weird. I think my dad is now younger than me. You know, I think this is just kind of a funny thing is like it kind of it goes along with that, like not feeling how old you are, but saying your age feels weird. And I think that's what a lot of us start to feel in our 30s. So whatever, say you are however old you want to say that you are. My friend Heidi, she's hilarious. She always tells people that she's 10 years older than she is because, you know, a lot of people lie about their age backwards. Like they say they're younger. But then, like, let's say, like, you're 40 and you're telling people you're 25. Then people are thinking in their heads, like, oh, she doesn't look so good for 25. So she does the opposite. When she's 40, she says she's 50. So people are like, wow, you look really good for your age. So, hey, you just say whatever age you want to say, whether it's older or younger. Nicole Corsheen, I don't know if that's how you pronounce your last name. Sorry, Nicole says, I have always had a pretty average routine, but this year, 46, two issues popped up with my changing hormones. One, dark spots. That's hyperpigmentation I was talking about. I got two on my cheek, spent months fading them with prescription creams and accidentally went in the, went in the bun? Nope, didn't go in the bun. I think she meant to say went in the sun. Went in the sun without sunscreen just once and they are back. Two, OMG, the black hairs. How do they grow so quick? I think I could grow a goatee if I didn't constantly pluck. I have tweezers everywhere. Nicole, I hear you. I see you. You are seen. You are felt. 
the black hairs. So I also have hyperpigmentation, which is common when you get older. And that is the dark spots that she was talking about. Usually they're kind of around the tops of your forehead, um, kind of where your crow's feet would be, the tops of your cheeks, anywhere where the sun hits is generally where you're going to get dark spots. Melasma is the same thing, but it's related to hormones. So if you've had children, usually you'll have that. But mostly dark spots are related to aging. And then, you know, as you get old, old, you start getting the liver spots, which are the dark spots that are on your hand. Super not fun. But yes, staying out of the sun will help. And the sun will always bring them back. But the black hairs, not even just black hairs. I have white hairs too. First of all, my eyebrows have started turning white, which is really weird. They're kind of not white yet. They're like this weird yellowy. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going blonde, which if you know me, I'm not. My hair naturally is almost black. So it's just my way of making myself feel better. But the chin hairs are real. And I've always kind of had chin hairs. I've always had a mustache. I have dark hair. So that's just the bane of my existence. But as I've gotten older, I'm with you. If I didn't tweeze, I tweeze every day. And if I didn't, I probably would have a full goatee. I don't think I'd have a beard. I don't grow them so much on the on my cheeks. Definitely on my chin and my mustache. I could, I'd probably have like a Frenchman's facial hair if I let it grow. I would have facial hair like James. He grows hair like a prepubescent boy. So yeah, it's super fun. But you know what? The one thing to remember is we all have them, whether you're old or you're young. And I can tell you as an esthetician, I look at people's faces under magnifying glasses and everybody has facial hair. Everybody, even blondes have black facial hair somewhere on their face. So you're not alone. It's fine. If you don't want to tweeze them, don't let them grow. If you want to tweeze them, do. Tweeze away. So the first question is from... Brianna Joy Mason, I'm 25, how to look, nope, how to lock in my youth with diet and self-care. I want to look amazing at 40. So um, diet and self-care are great and you're 25, so you're still a baby. Looking amazing at 40, one, I think a lot of it is your attitude. I think people with shitty life attitudes, people that are negative, people that are, um, you know, grumpy or jealous or any kind of negative feeling about life that can age you one, because it's going to set your face in those shitty facial expressions. It's like the people that just always look like they smell the fart. You don't want the smell of fart face. So keep your face happy. They always say that like smiling takes more muscles than frowning or whatever. Some bullshit. Kim Kardashian years ago was like, I never smile because I don't want wrinkles. Okay. First of all, that's ridiculous. And smile wrinkles never look bad on anyone because it just means that you're happy. So that is one, I think, po general positive attitude and life, you know, outlook is good. Diet is, is pretty self-explanatory. Stay away from refined foods. Eat lots of vegetables and fruits and grains and beans, the things that are healthy for you. Keep your gut healthy. Antioxidants will keep your skin healthy and happy and protect you a little bit more from the sun. And the processed foods, you know, anything with high sugar, anything highly processed, stay away from anything that is um, cooked at high temperatures, if you can. So like baked goods or meat that is seared, that stuff will cause glycation. If you don't know what glycation is, just Google it, but that will make you age a little bit faster. And drinking lots of water is good. Too much caffeine also will not do good things for you. But that being said, I fucking love cookies and cakes and pies and 
meat that's cooked on a grill. And yeah, I don't eat that stuff every day, all day, but I'm still going to eat it. And I'm still going to drink alcohol when I want to. Alcohol is another one that will age you faster. I think it's a balance of the things that you should be doing and the things that you want to be doing because nobody wants to just eat like a boiled chicken breast and raw vegetables all day. Nobody, nobody wants to do that. They do that because they want the results of it, but they don't do it because that's what they prefer. So yeah, if you want to eat those things that taste delicious to your taste buds, do them, but do the, do those in moderation. I think that's the thing is moderation. And also I think with self-care, I think that's what comes with self-care is self-care is all about you know, keeping the mentals healthy. And it's not healthy to count calories and obsess about your weight and obsess about what you're eating and obsess about going to the gym. That's not healthy. That's not good for the mentals. That's not self-care. Yes, maybe, you know, watching what you eat, having a balanced diet, going to the gym to keep your heart healthy and your lungs healthy. That is self-care. I go to the gym because I have a health, uh, heart condition, so I need to keep my heart healthy. And it also helps my depression. The endorphins I get from going to the gym help my mental health extremely. Yes, of course I want to keep my body trim and in shape. And that's like a a happy byproduct of going to the gym. But I think it's the intent of what you're doing to and for yourself that counts as healthcare, healthcare, (laughs) self-care. And also taking the time to, you know, take a few breaths every day and do a few of those little things that you like, even if you are crazy busy, even if you have 27 kids, like take a minute to close your eyes and breathe or take a minute to read a book or a magazine or watch a show or like do go for a walk, do those things that make you happy. Hopefully that helped you, Brianna, Brianna, B, B Joy Mason. All right. At Tiffany underscore A underscore shooter said top three must haves for skincare as you age. Oh, I should have said in that last question, sunscreen, please sunscreen every day. That's the number one thing to lock in your youth. Um, But the top three thing must haves for skincare as you age. Number one, 100%. If you do nothing else on your face, wear sunscreen. Sunscreen is the number one thing that's going to, or sun is the number one thing that's going to age you. So sunscreen is the number one thing that's going to prevent that. Must haves for skincare as you age. Retinol is an ingredient you should be looking for as you age. And vitamin C is another ingredient you should be looking for as you age. And then obviously, you know, like cleaning your face and applying things and all of that is good. But I think sunscreen, retinol, and vitamin C are probably in my top three things that I would look for in your products as you age. All right. At Shelly Heather, 1935, ooh, I almost gave you an extra year, said, what are your favorite birthday traditions? You know, I don't really have traditions per se when it comes to my birthday I think I always just make a point to celebrate it I'm not one of those like oh I hate my birthdays or I hate aging I refuse to celebrate because I'm not going to acknowledge that I'm getting older I think it's important to acknowledge and I think making it another year on this earth is something to celebrate like I said I'm not one of those people that has like a birthday month where I need like 57 you know parties in my honor yeah I, I definitely do a few things to celebrate my birthday because I like to celebrate it in a few ways. I don't feel like I'm celebrating me as a person. I feel like I'm celebrating the time that I've been able to spend, the year that I've gotten again on top of all the ones I've lived and celebrating like, woohoo, I made it. Like I made it to 39 and that's something to celebrate. It's like celebrating New Year's. It's like you're celebrating the new year. So I feel like my birthday is always a feeling of celebrating my own new year. So this year, um, you know, because of COVID last year, we didn't really get to celebrate much. I think maybe we just had dinner, James and I, last year. I don't really remember what I did for my birthday. I think he got me like my favorite food, maybe my favorite cheesecake or something. He always makes it special. 
But this year we are going away. We're going to Oceanside. We have this awesome B&B on the beach and we're going to do a fancy dinner and just kind of like relax and chill and get away for a minute. So I'm doing that for my mental health and just to sort of get away. But then the following Sunday, I guess this Sunday, we're doing a little birthday party for me with some friends, which I'm really excited to actually be able to hang out with friends. So I think my birthday party is less about my birthday and more just like the world is opening up again and I get to see my friends again. So I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating your birthday. And if you want a birthday month, by all means, do it. If you hate celebrating your birthday, that's okay too. But I think just try to like bust out of that a little bit because it's not about your age. It's about the privilege of being live for another year. Okay, last question is by at Patty T underscore 27. If you could go back in time to relive one year of your life, what year would it be? I don't think I would relive any years of my life. Honestly, I think the last few years of my life have been the best years of my life. And, you know, COVID obviously was, you know, a, a weird wrench thrown into all of our lives. And I was very lucky that I didn't lose anyone close to me, which I think would have changed the circumstances. And I am very sad for anybody that lost their jobs, lost people, you know, had a really, really terrible year. But for me personally, it, it you know, I was really fortunate to, to have a savings. So financially I was okay, but also it was the time that I opened my studio. It was the time I continued to fall in love with James. It, I had a lot of time to self-reflect and to figure out what I wanted to do because I'm, I COVID happened right when I was in a giant life pivot and I felt so much pressure to keep working and keep hustling. And I COVID allowed me to like take a breath and really figure out what direction I wanted to do, uh, wanted to go and what I wanted to do. I also think that every year of my life has been useful in some way. So I wouldn't get rid of years of my life either. Like even the worst years of my life somehow brought me to where I am now. And I'm so happy and content with my life now that you can't change anything. I don't regret both of my marriages. I don't regret friends that I've lost or bad friends that I've had or shitty jobs I've had or, you know, bad travel experiences or any of that, all of that, every last single thing. If you guys have never heard of the butterfly effect, it's the idea that if you go back and change anything, even like something you ate 10 years ago, it could change the trajectory of your whole life. So I, I don't think I would relive in for the reason of I wouldn't want to change anything, but I also don't think I would relive because I feel like I'm so happy and living in the moment that I am right now. And I think so much of that comes honestly with age. So I can't be mad at it. I can't be mad at 39. I'm very excited for what is to come. And I'm very excited for my second edition of this podcast, which is going to be all about the more cosmetic side of aging and plastic surgery and fillers. I'm going to answer all your questions. I'm going to tell you all the things I've had done that you guys are all dying to know. If you want to submit questions or stories for a future podcast, please follow me on all my socials. I am at the cherry doll face or at skin by Cherokee on all socials my skin stuff. If you want to, uh, I don't know, get more tips and tricks on keeping your skin younger, longer, follow me there. Please keep reviewing me. I haven't had a review on my podcast on Apple podcasts in like two months. And it makes me very sad because I don't get feedback about these podcasts unless you guys leave me actual written reviews. And I am still sending postcards if anybody still wants one. Yeah. So I will see you guys in two weeks with the rest of this topic and also for a new juicy cherries confessional. I know you guys can't wait. I can't wait to share it. So I guess until two weeks from now, don't 
being an asshole. And also, until next time, here's me waving like a maniac. Bye, friends.